right, a good morning to you. Hope you can have a great golf weekend. Welcome to the show. The Back Nine Boys Golf Show is brought to you by Mizuno Golf, Reach Beyond, by Club Car, the leader in sport utility and personal vehicles, by RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic, giving back to our community, and by Bridgestone <coughs> Golf, getting fitted for your tourby ball today. On the show, we're going to talk with Kevin Paver, marketing manager, also the digital manager at Dundonald Links in Scotland, which just went through a $25 million renovation. Then we'll talk with Matt Regan, who lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, and started a company called Operation 36 that helps juniors, women, and men, pros, learn in a unique way how to play golf. Then we'll talk with founder of Squares Golf Shoes, Bob Minkowitz, about how he came up with the idea that has changed the feel of golf shoes forever. First up is Kevin Paver, digital and marketing manager at Dundonald Links in Scotland. I met and talked with Kevin in Orlando as we discussed. When you're thinking of going to Europe to play golf, Scotland is usually first on that list. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably absolutely spot on. I think it's um, there's so much good golf to be had in Scotland. Um, it's, it's the home of golf, isn't it? It's where the game originated, really. Um, and yeah, so it's an it's an obvious it's an obvious destination to come and play true links golf in true links conditions with a bit of wind. There's just nothing. It's pure golf. There's nothing quite like it. So, do you think? I mean, they have to. People check the weather forecast, I'm sure. But, um, and I know when you say Scotland, they say, "Oh, you're going to have wind, you're going to have rain." But there are some decent times to come, as far as weather-wise. Yeah, and look, look. I mean, even in the middle of summer, you can still get a wet and windy day in Scotland. But equally, in Later in the season, in October, I, I had a trip in Scotland with my friends. We had a golf trip in Scotland, and we had three days. The end of October, we played in t-shirts. It was sunny. There wasn't much wind. It was, you know, October can be a brilliant month in, in Scotland. But I think when a lot of visitors come, especially from overseas, from from the US, I think they like a bit of wind. I think that's 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 a proper true links test. Sure. I don't think people want it when it's flat calm. I think they like a bit of wind just to that's the true links experience. So. Well, I think they want to go home and tell the story of oh, it was blowing 45 miles yeah, an hour. Absolutely. The wind was sideways, you know, and we played like this. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your course, Dundonald. Okay. Um, uh, great golf course. Uh, designed by Cal Phillips um, well interestingly the course was originally um, first built in 1911 um, it was designed by Willie Fernie open champion I think 1893 um, he designed a golf course the golf course opened it was uh, called Southern Gales and then Dundonald Golf Club and uh, and it ran right through to World War Two um, and then the army came and took over the land and used it as a practice military base and they were there until probably the 50s, really, and then they left, and the golf course was pretty much destroyed. Uh, and it laid like that until 2003, when um, Carl Phillips was engaged by uh, a local uh, Glaswegian businessman who engaged Kyle Phillips to come and redesign the golf course on that land. Um, kept some, a few of the original features, some of the original bunkering, and a few pieces here and there, and and delivered what we've got today at Dundonald Links, which is just this incredible 
incredible golf course, incredible test of Lynx golf. Well, let's talk about the enhancements. Um, I mean, I looked at the video that you sent me, and it just looked, I mean, there's only one word. It's just spectacular as oh, far as the enhancements that you've done. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a project that's lasted for a couple of years. Um, we've had, you know, the golf course has always stood on its, uh, you know, been able to hold its own with, with the very best. We held the Women's Scottish Open in 15, 16 and 17. Uh, the Men's Scottish Open in 17 as well. And we had a, a temporary clubhouse that was really a, a porter cabin um, that had been there for a long time. You know, it was there for 15, 16 years as a temporary clubhouse. Um, so it was great to be able to develop a facility that the rest of it matched the quality of the golf course. So we, um, we basically developed um, 18 lodges, 18, uh, they're in, in clusters of six self-catering lodges, and each cluster um, has a practice putting green outside, uh, which were designed by Carl Phillips as well, and they're wonderful putting greens, they're really undulating, there's, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in there on, a, on an evening in the summer. And the lodges are just fantastic. There's four two-beds, a four-bed and a six-bed in each cluster, all open-plan living, fully self-catering, barbecues, you know, and in the summer we had a few media guests in there over the summer this year, the back end of the summer, and uh, it was like a little uh, mini-golf festival, you know. Everyone's just hanging out, everyone's having a beer after they play golf during the day, barbecuing, there's some music on, everyone's just chatting to each other. It's just, it was just amazing. Um, then we built. We've also got 22 hotel rooms, which are at the front of the clubhouse, and an amazing two-story clubhouse, which I think is right up there with the very best. Um, amazing reception area, amazing golf shop, huge uh, uh, locker rooms with a spa, uh, with a steam and a sauna in both the men's and the ladies. A gym. And then on the first floor, this the most amazing restaurant with a wraparound balcony, views right across the golf course over to the Isle of Arran. Um, big open plan restaurant. I mean, it's just it's wonderful. And we have a, um, a private dining room, which is actually also a whiskey tasting room, which is just an incredible space. I mean, it's just it's just a it's just a wonderful place to spend time. The food is incredible. The feedback we've had from everybody that's been there since we opened in November. It's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been overwhelming. It's been so good. And when is the best time to come to Scotland? I know you're going to say any time, but when's the best time? Well, I mean, the season really starts from kind of mid-May, really, until probably mid-October. Um, I really like October. I think October is a great month. September, October are good. Obviously, the summer you get, you can get the real true links, sure, especially sure. when the courses burn out a little bit. You know, that's what we all used to watch on the TV. Yeah. And you know, when right. the courses burn and well, they were right. brown and they were fast. Right. Um, but there's something about I just I love September, October when you're getting close to the kind of autumn where the the courses really had the season to bed in and. That's when I personally love it, but if you want that real challenge, then come at the back end of a hot summer when it's burnt and it's fast, because that plays totally differently, you know. It's 
it's a, it's a it's a real challenge when it gets when it gets fast like that. All right, give us the website so our listeners can uh, find out more about Dundonald Links. Yeah, so if, uh, head over to dundonaldlinks.com. Um, there's plenty of videos, there's photographs. They can read about the accommodation uh, and the social channels as well. We're pretty active on our social channels, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's Dundonald Links as well. Uh, find us on there, and uh, yeah. There's plenty of stuff to be going on with uh, across those. That is Kevin Paver, the marketing manager with Dundonald Links in Scotland. If you're interested in going, I would book it. Visit dundonaldlinks.com for more info, and those videos are just great. Next up is going to be the founder of Squares Golf Shoes. Yes, they do have a square toe, and they are more comfortable. Bob Minkowitz is going to be here with us in just a moment. But if you're looking for clubs, try out the new Mizuno Irons, 923925s. They will improve your game. These new Mizuno irons will help you reach beyond and the new Mizuno driver, the fairway metals, and hybrids, and you're on your way to game improvement, which is what we're all striving for. And also try out the new models of putters. They've got blades. They've got mallets. They're all good. Check out the new Mizuno Golf stuff, including the new stand bags at MizunoGolf.com. Mizuno Golf. Reach beyond. Andrew Novak, Corn Ferry Tour, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. That is uh, Andrew Novak now on the PGA Tour. So we've got to update our promo with him. You know, golf shows have changed over the years. Our next guest, Bob Winkowitz, has changed with that, and he has helped with that change with Squares Golf Shoes. Good morning, Bob, and welcome to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Good morning, Rich. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. And, you know, you have really come a long way since you first introduced this Squares Golf Shoes. Uh, I know our listeners may not know the full story, but how did you come up with the idea? Yeah, it started uh, started back on a driving range. I was uh, going to visit a good friend of mine and have dinner after at, uh, at a driving range at the course we belonged to, and he was hitting balls, and I was standing there in a, a pair of dressed, uh, dress shoes that had a square toe on them. And while I was talking with him, I just grabbed one of his nine irons and uh, started hitting golf balls, and I, I felt a noticeable difference of, of, of being more balanced and, and stable. And I thought, geez, maybe it was just because I uh, was wearing dress shoes and were going easier after it. Well, that, that thought stayed in my mind, and having worked for Arnold Palmer and running his golf company, I was familiar with ground force and the technical aspects of the golf swing, and and uh, it was a thought that just kept uh, percolating in my head about uh, that balance and stability. And then after many, many years of research on ground force and, and, uh, and the movements of the golf swing and, and really in sports in general and how people use the ground and pressure mats and things like that, right. we, we started designing a shoe uh, to incorporate uh, uh, these these designs or these features that would would facilitate more uh, ground force and, and balance and stability. And then we had it independently tested by uh, a gentleman who was the founder of Body Track by Gene Parenti at Golf Labs and um, Phil Stodder. Phil is a, a biomechanic global expert. Um, does a lot of work in baseball and golf and other sports and had it independently tested and it all came back that it was, you know, we were seeing people pick up about three miles an hour in 
in swing speed, you know, which equates to about eight or nine yards in distance. And, uh, you know, we started taking that message out there. People saying, are you kidding me? How, how is that possible? There's no way just a pair of shoes can produce that. But, you know, as, as people now start opening their minds to this, is that, you know, ground force uh, and swing speed emanates from your connection to the ground. And I like to tell people it's really addition by subtraction that if I can provide you greater balance and stability in the golf swing, that means the energy that you create with the ground, which is what we call ground force production, as you throw this energy into the ground, and whatever you give the ground, it gives back to you. So think about somebody like a tiger when he swings the club. As he's coming down, it looks like he's kind of sitting down a little, but what he's doing is he's forcing that pressure into the ground about one and a half times his body weight, and that comes back up straight up through his body, down his arms, down the club, and into the ball. And that's where it comes from. That's where distance is created. And if you don't believe that, just try to sit on a swivel chair, pick your feet up, and hit a golf ball, go nowhere. Hmm. And so we did all of this research about the balance and stability. And technically speaking, it's what they call postural control. And postural control is your ability to control your body throughout the movement. And that is the single greatest distance, difference rather, single greatest difference between the tour player and an amateur player is postural control, their ability to consistently control their body throughout the movement. And what I found more interesting, I mean, besides the square toe, I mean, at first when you put it on, it's like, hmm, looks different, but it feels so comfortable and it really helps you line up when you're over your putts or, more importantly, when you're about ready to hit a shot, if you look at it that way. Yeah, and, and the reason for that is, you know, as it relates to balance and, and, and the functionality of the square toe, was that even in Phil Knight's book, The Shoe Dog, he talks about uh, the critical need for more room in the toe box. And it just seemed like that thought that he, he developed uh, was put into some of the early running shoes, but the industry never picked up on it. And what happens is, is because you've got a wider toe box, and as we say, a more squared-off toe, your toes can sit naturally in the shoe. And that will provide you inherently better balance, better stability, but more comfort. You know, it, it's the difference between, say, wearing a dress shoe and a pair of sandals. Your toes can sit naturally. So right. that that gives you better balance and stability. But then what we're able to do is widen the base under the ball of your foot by four millimeters wider than any other golf shoe. But it doesn't look it. Why? Because we start with a square toe shoe and it looks symmetrical. If that were a rounded toe shoe, that, that shoe would look like a clown shoe. So we, we are able to widen that base. And again, that base is where uh, you need uh, that, that base in that area provides the better balance and stability. So again, as we check these boxes, it was comfort, balance, stability. But now that we widen that base and you get the square toe, when you flip the shoe over, it has more surface contact area with the ground. And that means a much more efficient and better energy exchange because when you swing that club, that energy wants to come out in all directions. But what you want to do, what you need to do is by keeping good balance and stability, and postural control, 
is have that energy come straight, straight back up through you instead of going left, right. Now, right. you're leaning left, you're leaning right, you're leaning forward or back. That's where the energy is going to go. So, again, it's, it's, it's all based on science, but that design captures all of those elements to, uh, to produce better distance and accuracy. Because if you're more balanced, you're going to hit it straighter. Hopefully. I mean, sometimes there's uh, some, besides your feet, there's other issues that prevent you sometimes from hitting it straight. But the shoes definitely help you get lined up, definitely provide more balance. And, Bob, you and I talked at the PGA show, and you were showing me a lot of the, a lot of the differences between some of the golf shoes that are coming out now and, and yours. And now you've expanded into uh, the, the speed mesh shoe, which looks incredible and even more comfortable than your others. Yeah, you know, one of the challenges with uh, materials like a mesh in an upper uh, material, um, the, the, the industry, our competitors, uh, tried to build out a just a, a lightweight sneaker-like shoe right. with no real um, with no real driving force to providing balance and stability. Uh, they just thought, well, if we can make it so light and add a lot of cushioning in there, it'll be a very comfortable shoe. But that really lends a blind eye to 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 performance, and we see it. So if you can take a golf shoe and hold it by the heel and hold it by the toe, and twist it, throw it away, get rid of it. It cannot facilitate the golf swing, and it will produce so many inefficiencies throughout your swing. Yeah. So what we did is we found a way, and we worked on this for over a year, found a way to incorporate a mesh upper but still keep the same structure. And in doing that, you know, in these warm-weather states uh, that – People don't really care about necessarily a, a waterproof shoe, but more something that's more breathable. Right. So, right. you know, where our speed model is 100% waterproof, the, the, uh, the new mesh is, is water resistant. But again, it's very breathable. And I think people uh, find it a little more comfortable. And the reason for that is that there are many people with feet problems, and, and there's a lot of people out there that either have bunions or they have hammer toe. And right. So when you have a very rigid material like a synthetic leather, it doesn't have much give to it. But if you have something like a mesh shoe, uh, it does have give to it. So on the top of your foot, it provides a little more give. So, uh, again, that's just an added benefit of the shoe, and we find right. that women really appreciate this because uh, – it seems that women have more feet problems than, than men. Yeah. Well, you've obviously grown quite a bit. You started out working with Nick Faldo. Uh, you've worked with John Daly. Uh, Shep Straka's wearing your stuff on the PGA Tour. And you've just recently uh, completed, you and I talked yesterday, uh, a shoe with uh, Bobby Clampett. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I had a great conversation with Bobby Clampett, who is... Uh, Really a very impressive man, very nice man. But uh, Bobby was, is very focused on ground force. And he, 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 he coined the phrase impact zone and really focuses on that, that impact zone uh, when the club and the ball meet, the angle of the club. And, and really that is uh, all facilitated by balance, stability, and postural control. And it just seemed that... Uh, when we get on the phone, it was two guys really just preaching the same thing. 
And, uh, and it was really a lot of fun because uh, we both understand that clubs today, your driver, I can pretty much put any driver uh, in your hand as long as it has the same, you know, the same loft, it has the same shaft and in the, in the, in the grip size. I can put a driver, any driver in your hand, and there'll be very little differences that you can see. Right. But I can take... And I could take and show you with shoes that there'll be a significant difference. So hmm. even on the tour, with the clubs being regulated by the USGA, with the balls being regulated, where do people get more distance today? Where do they get it? Well, it's the term that we all hear often is use the ground. How do you use the ground better? Right, right. And now with all the sophisticated um, software out there between somebody like an on-form and, and, and the pressure mats, whether it's swing catalyst or body track, a V1, there's so much good technology out there that we can see where your balance is, right. the weight distribution at the beginning, during the swing, and all aspects of the swing, and look at your trace line. Um, so, so it's that kind of technology today that's really driving this whole discussion of ground force production, and, and Bobby is a leader of that. Bobby's been saying this and preaching this for a long time, and it's now really uh it's really coming to life well you've got a lot of different styles out there the mesh has come out bobby's shoe with a 316 on it is there uh nick's shoe and daily shoe give us the website so our listeners can go to it and see all your different styles that you've got yeah it's squares.com and that's s-q-a-i-r-z squares.com and we just launched uh the 316 model we launched uh the new mesh men's and ladies, and we've got a couple other styles coming out in the next three weeks as well. Yeah, you talked uh, briefly to me about baseball and uh, pickleball at the first of the year. I mean, pickleball is one of the, I think a lot of golfers, a lot of people are going to that because it's a lot, it, it's, it's not as uh, big of a court as you play with tennis. Uh, just some great stuff coming out from Square Shoes, Bob. Yeah, I'm really excited about the pickleball, and we just signed a very big deal with Louisville Slugger Hitting and Science Center um, on baseball, and we've been in test market on the baseball shoe for for over a year. Awesome. And in uh, the pickleball as well. Uh, in pickleball, it's important because our wide base that 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 game is played for the most part on the forefoot. Right. And there's a lot of injury in that sport, and so what this shoe does is gives you the performance, but also helps protect against the injury. I can't wait to uh, to take a look at those. Um, you'll have those probably at the PGA show, and I'll see you down there, hopefully. Absolutely, we're uh, we're going to the floor this year. We've got a by thirty space, and we're we're uh, we're going to make a big splash at the show this year. Well, you always do, and Bob, thank you for making a big splash with us this morning. Thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure, Rich, and thanks for all that you do for us. Thank you. No problem. Bob Winskowitz with Squares Golf. Uh, Go to squaresgolf.com, find out more. Great selection, and it does make a difference in your golf swing, as it does when it makes a difference of you deciding what you're going to have tonight for dinner and maybe leftovers tomorrow. CJ's Italian Restaurant should come to mind. The deep dish pizza is their specialty. That's what they're known for. But please also don't forget about their thin crust, their cauliflower crust, Everything is made fresh every day. They're actually there preparing as we speak. And if you want to order, you can go to the store and pick it up right in front. They'll bring it right out to you. Uh, Just give them a call, make an order, go up online, check out the menu. 
And if you make an order and you don't want to go pick it up, DoorDash will deliver it for you. So just ordering off their website, cjsitalianrestaurant.com, you can find out everything about it. cjsitalianrestaurant.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Winters, sports psychologist, and you're listening to The Back Nine Boys. Good morning, Paul Claxton. How are you? Good morning, Rich. How are you? I am doing great. By the way, I just got to tell you, even though it was several years ago, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed playing with you at the Rex Hospital Open when well, we just played. It was got a fun. good memory. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it's not that good of a memory, but I did remember that. So <laughs> talk to us a little bit about uh, what just happened to you recently, well, last year, winning the Senior PGA Professional Championship. How important and how did you feel after doing that? Well, it's our national event. It was the National Senior Club Pro, and there was about 300 senior club pros all over the country, and it was a, a great tournament down in Port St. Lucie, Florida, at PGA Golf Club down there, and uh, uh, I just happened to have one of those good weeks where things came together, and I played well, and I ended up winning in a playoff. And uh, anytime you win a golf tournament nowadays, it's a great feeling. But to win a national recognized event like that, it was a, a big thrill for me. And uh, you know, anytime you win, it's a great feeling, and uh, just you know, any just a great tournament and. Um, being back in the heat of the battle and having the opportunity to come down the stretch and hit the shots to win a golf tournament is a big thrill. Well, you've always been a great ball striker, uh, but this time you won on the playoff hole with your putter. You made your putt, and the guy you were playing missed his. So you putted very well during the tournament and especially on the playoff hole to win. Yes, sir. Anytime you win a golf tournament, you know you're chipping and you're putting. You know, that's always what gets you over the edge and, you know, what makes the difference. And and I switched putters that week and pulled one out of the closet that I hadn't used in a long time, and it it uh, happened to be uh, exactly what I needed that week. And uh, I put it back in the closet after I won. So Did it you hadn't really? Well, after that. So. Why? Why'd you put it back that's, in? That's the way uh, putting goes, you know. It, it, uh, you only rent it for a minute, as they say. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you and I talked about previously is you do have a lot of putters. And I talked with Parker, your son, and I said, do you ever know that your dad throws away any clubs or anything? And he goes, oh, no. And I said, how many putters does he have? And he goes, I have no idea. So I'm going to ask you, how many putters do you have? I've got probably at least 500. And what? I don't like to get rid of them because each one has a story. So, uh, And for some reason, I can remember uh, crazy things about clubs that I've used in competition. And so anytime I pull a putter out, I can remember a, a story or a tournament that I lost more <laughs> <laughs> more than anything or a putt I missed that cost me something, you know, with almost every one of them. So. All right, um, so what if Parker comes to you and says, hey, Dad, you know, I'm not putting really well. Can I borrow one of your putters? <laughs> well, he does that on a regular basis. <laughs> so his putter also goes into timeout quite a bit. Oh, yes. 
Yes, <laughs> I've got a collection of Circle T's, and he believes that that he is going to all of a sudden become a great putter because of the putter. And I tell him all the time that you know you you change putters because you know of your alignment. You know you you need to look at something different every now and then, and so that's really the only reason. You know, I do that, and a lot of guys that I play with say, why are you changing putters? And I, I just think sometimes a different view, a different alignment, a, you know, a mallet to a blade, I mean, maybe you concentrate more. Maybe the feel's different. That's right. I think just changing it up when things aren't going well, you've got to change it up. And that's why they have a bullpen in baseball. When those pitchers aren't throwing strikes, you've got to bring in somebody who can. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. All right, you've played in one on the on the Pro Tours. The win you just had at the Senior Club Pro, uh, how does that stack up to some of those on the on the tour? Well, anytime as we get older, um, you know, you always wonder if you can still do it, if you can still make that putt. Are your nerves good enough to hold up down the stretch? And so I think as we get older, the wins, you know, don't come as often, and they're very special. You know, when you get, you know, over 50 years old to be able to stand in there and make a five-footer when it counts, you know, it's a great feeling and it gives you confidence and, you know, it lets you know you still got it. With the win, you qualified for the Senior PGA Championship Club Pro down in New Mexico. How will you prepare for that and will you go play the course or at least go look at it prior to playing? Uh, yes, I will, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a new golf course for us, I've, uh, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward, and I'm going to go out a few days uh, early and play a few practice rounds and get comfortable on the course and hopefully go and uh, have a good tournament, and, and hopefully I can defend the championship and play well. Are you going to take a caddy, or are you guys allowed to take a caddy? We actually get to ride in carts, and so I'm very happy about that. Whoa. Whoa. There are some advantages, aren't there? Yes, sir. When you turn 50, you get to ride in a cart every now and then. Not all the time, but some of the time. All right. You were named 2022 Georgia PGA Pro Player of the Year. Uh, great honor. Your thoughts? Yes, like I said, the older we get, anytime you win a golf tournament or you get uh, recognized for, you know, doing something good throughout the year. It's uh, it's a great honor because, you know, you just you're always wondering if you know this is going to be your last one, and you know, can you still, you know, stand up in competition and hit the shots that you have to hit? And so I think though they don't come as often, but it's just nice to know that you still got what it takes to get across the finish line, and so. I feel very fortunate and humbled to, you know, be recognized and feel great to have places to play and uh, tournaments to go play in. So it's been fun. Well, speaking of fun, I ran into one of your uh, college friends, uh, UGA uh, chip champion, wanted to remind me to say to you that he wanted to say hello and congratulations. Well, thank you. That's uh, I appreciate you letting me know that Chip's a good friend of mine and a uh, former Georgia Bulldog. So it's uh, it's always great to hear from some of the alumni. You bet. All right, on the putters. Do you ever do a tour of your of your warehouse or your house where will you have all your clubs so 
you know, people can see what it's like to have 500 putters? Uh, I normally do not. I try to keep that a secret so nobody knows about it. But uh, every now and then, somebody will come in and need something. And and uh, I usually will let one go every now and then to a good junior that I feel like has potential. And how do you pick the ones that you're going to use for that particular week that you're going out? A lot of times it depends on the kind of greens, the pace, you know, the speed of the greens. Bermuda, I like to have a putter that has a little more loft when I'm on Bermuda. And when I'm on bent greens, I usually like a little heavier putter. And uh, so I've kind of, I always carry three or four with me every week. So, uh, I have some different options, and if one's misbehaving, I always have something to, <laughs> something to fall back on. The putter's misbehaving, of course. It's it's not the person using it; it's the putter. Correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you that I played golf with your son Parker a couple weeks ago, and I asked him who he takes golf lessons from. You know, who's on his team, and he said, "It's all you because you've done everything in the game. I mean, you've been up, you've been down." You've played on this tour, on that tour. How does that make you feel? That you know your son just has you, and you love, I'm sure, helping your son improve his game. Well, it's been fun seeing him improve, and I, I'm glad to hear that he does uh, uh, tell people that he listens to me because when <laughs> most of the time I'm helping him, I don't think he's even <laughs> paying attention. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's kids. That's kids and parents. Come on. That's right, but I am glad to hear that he claims me. So, uh, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, I feel like I've had, you know, I've experienced everything that he's trying to go through, and and um, I think it's a an advantage to, you know, have someone that's already walked down the trail that he's trying to go on. So, um, I try not to to do too much. But anytime he asks or wants to know something, you know, I'll let him know the experiences that I've had. Yeah, and I think that's what he's relying on is because, uh, you know, he said, you've been there, you've done it, and you've had every mood, every change, every kind of golf course. Uh, you've had great days, bad days, and there's a lot to be learned from that. That's right, and I tell him all the time that, you know, you don't learn all that much when you win. You learn the most from when you fail, when you lose tournaments, when you miss cuts. And those are the times that you have to really uh, reevaluate what you're doing, find out what's going wrong, and you know try to correct it and and uh, try to work towards having one of those weeks when everything does come together. Well, I must be learning a lot then, because uh, if if you only learn when you have bad rounds or bad days or miss cuts, of course I don't miss cuts, but I have a lot of bad days. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully you can correct some of those things, and uh, that's what I try to <clears throat> do for Parker more than anything. Is just his fundamentals and his golf swing are pretty good, and so the mental side of the game is what I've really helped him or tried to help him with the most. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but Paul, we got to take a quick break, which I'm sure you understand. Those we'll be right back with Thanks. Paul Claxton from Claxton, Georgia, right after this on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Hi. Hi, I'm Jack Nicholas II of Nicholas Companies, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. We're live on the phone with Paul Claxton. And, uh, Paul, just before we took the break, we were talking. You mentioned the mental state 
You know, skills are one thing that you have that you really never lose, but sometimes you lose the confidence that you need to have in your golf swing, what you've done before. So how do you help your son uh, maybe not go through some of the things that you went through while you were on the tour? Well, I'm a big believer in you have to go through that. There are no shortcuts to learning confidence. There are no shortcuts to, to becoming a great player. You have to experience the lows, and you have to learn about yourself. And that's what I tell my son all the time. I said, I could tell you, you know, what works for me, but what works for me may not work for you. So you have to go through those experiences. And, and uh, I just... I really believe there are no shortcuts to becoming great at anything. Great advice. Parker told me that uh, he's going to be an incoming freshman at Georgia Southern working under one of your uh, friends, Coach Carter Collins, who always has great things to say about you. So how are you advising Parker going to Georgia Southern as an incoming freshman, knowing that they've you know, got some of their players from last year coming back He's going to be number 12 on a team that, you know, that has five travelers that go to the tournaments, and he's got to kind of play his way in. So what are you advising him to do during these first couple of years? Well, I'm very excited about his opportunity that he has there at Georgia Southern. Carter Collins is doing a wonderful he job. He really is. Great guy. And he's a great coach and a great golfer, too. Yes. I think that's just a wonderful combination for, you know, Georgia Southern to have a guy that talented that can not only coach it, but he can play also. And I think that's a huge advantage. And um, I feel like for Parker uh, heading to Georgia Southern, that he's, he's going to be playing against uh, some of the top players in the country. I think they've got two returning uh, guys that are going to be seniors and they're both very good players. And, and, uh, I think that he's going to have to get in there, and he's probably not going to play very much his first year. And I told him that he's going to figure out real fast if he, you know, wants to, you know, make it in college golf and then maybe do something after that because uh, he's going to be playing against some seniors that already know the ropes, that you know, know the courses very well that he's going to be qualifying on, and it's not going to be easy. And so there are no shortcuts to, you know, making it. He's just going to have to get in there and work harder than everybody else and come down to how bad he wants it. And speaking Um, of how bad he wants it, Paul, when he's in tournaments, and I know he's been in some, will you go watch him? And if so, does that make him more nervous or does that make you more nervous? Well, I've always asked him if he likes me to come or if he doesn't like me to come. And, you know, I don't want to do anything to put more pressure on him because I know there's, you know, enough pressure there to put on yourself when you're playing golf. And so uh, I try – I'm not able to come to everything he plays in, but I do try to come, you know, several times, you know, two or three times a year to watch him play when I can. And – I feel like I've seen him play some really good golf, and and I'm very uh, excited about the opportunity that he has at Georgia Southern, and and I could not be uh, more pleased with uh, you know handing him off to Carter because I know he'll be in good hands, and uh, Carter can mold and shape him and do things that you know I 
may not be able to because I'm his dad because he doesn't always listen to me. So I'm hoping Carter. That's Paul Claxton talking about his uh, son, Parker, who's playing at Georgia Southern. It's always tough when a dad and a son are trying to improve and the son really wants to learn from the dad, but sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else. We appreciate you being with us here on this day for the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, Back Nine Boys Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us at backnineboys.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also check us out on ESPN Coastal and the YouTube channel. We just thank you for taking time to be with us. Have a great day. Play golf. All your putts are good. Just get it on the green. Take care.